I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official Leguizamo-rama spoiler warning. If you have not seen John Leguizamo breaks down his most iconic role slash GQ and you don't want John Leguizamo breaks his most iconic role slash GQ ruined for you, uh, then um, it's okay. We're going to talk shit for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But when we start talking about John Leguizamo breaks down his most iconic role slash GQ, <laughs> just know then that the spoilers will begin. Uh, I'm Zachary Wayne. Here is your intro music. Uh, and after that intro music, you'll be hearing from Mishwitrap with the official intro. <laughs> Don't tell her I already told you who I am. She'll introduce me, it'll be really awkward. <laughs> this has been your spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. Hello, this is your official Leguizamarama intro. <laughs> Uh, Leguizamo Rama is the podcast you're listening to. It is a podcast where each week my friend Zach and I sit down and chat about everything John Leguizamo has been in, be it mm. a film, television show, music video, um, or a YouTube video that goes for under 30 minutes because we needed something short this You know, week. sometimes you just need a YouTube video. Oh, who's that? Um, I'm Mish Wittrup. You might know me from... There is a very specific type of YouTube video that will help put me to sleep. Fact. Okay. And I'm joined as always by big surprise, Zach Ruane. Hi. Uh, who you might I, know from. Uh, I'm not good at going to sleep to a video, mm-hmm. but I have found watching uh, an episode of Star Trek is a nice, like, little comforting thing for me to do before I go to bed. That's nice. Um, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm fairly – I've definitely told this story before on some form of platform and I'm worried I've done it here. Probably. We're 149 episodes in at this point. Um, Do you have a particular kind of YouTube? Was that like a teaser? Yeah, that's what I'm about to tell. Oh, great. So I know I've told – I know I've told this story before on a platform, but it could be with any one of our mates with a fucking potty – but so let's try it here. Um, so I lived by myself for a while uh, oh, yeah. in a little shitty one bedroom apartment when I was in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time I ever lived by myself. And I really struggled often with like just living by myself and not like, you know, just being a feeling a bit restless in the head. Mm. And I found it that period of time in my life, very difficult to sleep. Fun fact. I don't anymore. <laughs> Cool. Sleep really well. It's sick. Um, but back then I used to find it really difficult to fall asleep. So I would st- – I, my sleeping patterns were fucked. Like I was always up to like 3 or 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. like waking up at 9 o'clock, so not really getting enough sleep, being a bit groggy, that kind of shit, right? And so I would watch a lot of YouTube. So this mm. was like the mid-2000s when YouTube was like – not mid-2000s, mid uh, – like 2015, 16, around the mid-2010s. Yeah. And – um. I was watching a lot of YouTube and I got really into, as we all know of me, I fall into little holes and get very, very Mm -hmm. kind of obsessive about a particular kind. Like currently it's grocery hauls on TikTok. Uh, For a while there it was Christian YouTubers. (laughs) We've talked about that. Yeah. Um, But for a while there it was cake. Yeah. So it was making cake look like real things. Yeah. Before, way, way before is it cake? Yeah. Like the guessing game. It was this woman who had a YouTube channel. I wonder if she still has it. Fucking shout out to her from Canada called How to Cake It. Oh. And it would be her making like a giant hamburger out of cake or a giant pizza out of cake, right? Or she made a roast chicken in one of them. Anyway, I would watch these videos at 3 a.m. and I would be so, I would st- slowly start to get tired and I would fall asleep. To the point where I realized that if I wanted a full night's sleep, I would put her videos on at 11 
because the sound of her videos made me tired because I was so used to falling yeah. asleep to them. So I, I would literally put them on, fall asleep and wake up eight hours later and her videos would still be playing. You'd just have it So on. I would sleep while those videos were playing. So I wonder if I should, I could, could probably tap back. I've not watched her in years and years and years. I'm sure she's still there. Yeah, but um, her How to Cake It videos would put me to sleep. Wow, that's great. Mm. Yeah, no, I can't fall asleep if something's playing. Mm. But um, popping on... Star Trek, I'm now watching Deep Space Nine. And I think you'd feel pretty similarly, Mish, although I, I find comfort in the in the great writing and fantastic acting. I think you'd probably just get a bit sleepy because you'd think it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we, we play. Uh, we, <laughs> we jest. We yeah, jest. we jest. We jest. Uh, me and Mish, we're, we're all right. Uh, <laughs> But no, I um yeah, I love that. I love a, I love a bit of Star Trek. So babies. Star Trek for you is not necessarily like a sleeping pill, but more like a warm cup of milk. Exactly. That's your warm cup of exactly. milk. Exactly. It is like uh, and it is it's why I started watching it in the first place oh. was on the last tour that I was on. Hey. Um I'd watch I tried to watch a little bit of season one of Next Gen and it wasn't good and mm. and then I was just really looking for something to watch on tour. I think I have said this on this podcast. Looking for something to watch on this tour that wasn't funny because I'd just done comedy like it's mm-hmm. like I'd just done a comedy show. I didn't want to watch comedy. The last thing you want, yeah. Yeah. Um I was like, I, I want something that's not funny, but I also don't want something that's like that I have to like hold on to who's who and like mm-hmm. who's this character and what's going on here. Yep. So I was like, what can I watch that will like that So like a healthy medium between say like a uh what's a big time comedy boy show? Uh, a healthy medium. People between, love The Office to chill out. A big, a healthy medium between The Office and say like a BBC crime drama. Well, no, even more like I was like, uh, what's the like, you know, not to say this, but like a healthy medium between um, Handmaid's Tale and The U.S. Office. What's the What's yeah. the middle ground? And you found Star Trek. And Star Trek is that because Star Trek deals with really big ideas. Mm-hmm. But it's over in fifty minutes. They're like, yeah. they're like, this entire alien culture has a religion, and that, and this, the leader of this religion wants to shut down the school, and now there's bombings, and yeah. um, oh, it was this one, the end. Yeah. No, I get it. I um, I watch, I watch um, campy horror films, mm. right? Because they make me happy, mm. not because they relax me, yeah. but because I genuinely enjoy them. Yeah. Right, and often after a stressful day, I just want to enjoy something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not to make me like. But my warm cup of milk, and I think probably a lot of people's warm cups of milk is rom coms that yeah, I've seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to be ones that I have seen before and have enjoyed. So I wouldn't put on a like I have never seen. I have never seen that seriously thirty film. What's it called? Suddenly thirty. Suddenly, seriously, seriously thirty. Seriously thirty, honey. Yuck. You look twenty-seven. <laughs> you look Suddenly great. thirty. I've never seen that. I wouldn't put that on mm. as my warm cup of. I'll milk. Tell you why I wouldn't put that on? Because the American title of it is thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, I've heard that. What actually. a fucking terrible title! It's yeah. like two two-digit yeah, numbers. That's silly. It that's doesn't actually, look good. That's really stupid. It doesn't look good as a title. A hundred percent. But I would put on When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Because I love it. Right. Ten out of ten film. But I think with Harry Met Sally, I would. I can't get – that's not warm cup of milk for me because it's – because you there's something it, about movies that I just I, – I get too engaged. And I get too sort of in it and I think that I just, I can't, I can't like. Mm, do, you, yeah. do you know what's a, an, a f- perfect example for me of what a warm cup of milk movie is? Yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah, great. So I was thinking Billy Crystal following that train. Princess Bride is a perfect example of something I would put on when I just need to kind of have a warm cup of milk. I've been re-watching the Austin Powers films. I was thinking of doing that. Like my partner hates them, hates well, them. Get him out of the house and watch Austin Powers. Because I haven't, I don't think I've seen the first one in so long. However, mm-hmm. this is a fun fact about yeah, Mish. Right. When I started my own DVD collection and yeah. you lived with me for a bit, do you remember how big that thing was? No. 
It was big. It wasn't as big as some people. Like you had a mate who had like an entire room that was like the wall to wall DVDs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've just started. I'll talk about that. But after. I've got. I had a bookshelf of DVDs. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, was like the, one of the first DVDs I ever bought for myself. But the first Austin Powers, I don't think I've seen that in like fucking God knows how long. So here's the thing about the first Austin Powers. I love that film. Mm. I always probably held it up. Uh, no, I did. I held it higher than Austin Powers' Spy Who Shagged Me, like considerably. If, if I had a conversation, I would be like that movie is like significantly better. To the From point, memory it is, yeah. To the point that I dismissed... Mm-hmm. Spy Who Shagged Me. I was like, Spy Who Shagged Me is a retread. It just like redoes all the bits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I said. But don't at me until I've finished mm. because I, on re-watching them, I have I love the first one. Mm. I think the first one is a clearer satire. Mm. It, it, it Structurally, it's satirizing. It's kind of a better parody. But the second one is so fun yeah, and so funny and it's like the joy mm. of having the rules of the game. Yeah. I kind of get it. It's 100% like, that's what it is. It's like they with the first one they were like, well, what does everyone think? Everyone's like, yeah, we love this. It's like, okay, well, now that we've established that you love what it is we're doing with this, we're just going to have some fun. Yeah. And it's 100% like 100% they're that's like, we're not, gonna engage, we're not even going to engage. We're not even like it becomes – in, it stops being a parody of a type of film. Yeah. It starts being like, all right, we've got the stru- – you know an Austin yeah. Powers film? Yeah. So now now we're just going to do it again. And I feel like <laughs> from what I can remember of that film, I've got to rewatch them, but everyone was on the same page with the second one it's as well. so funny. Like Heather Graham in that is – she just so – she so got the assignment. Yeah. You know what I mean? She and does. I think like people would probably watch that from memory were like, she sucks. No, no. I think she got the fucking assignment. I love her. She's got a really good energy. The worst thing that happened to Heather Graham Mm. was that Uma Thurman was around at the same time. That's my current Heather Graham theory. Okay. Because Uma Thurman and her have a very similar energy, I think. Is Uma Thurman comedy? Does Uma Thurman get comedy? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking more about acting, but it's like there's just like they both have a very easy kind of chill, enjoying the vibe kind of thing. And Uma Thurman is like a killer. Like she's so good. I, Heather Graham's great. I'm saying Heather Graham. No, I, I don't know if I'm on board with that though. Okay, cool. cool, I, cool. I see big differences between Uma Thurman yeah. and Heather yeah, Graham. Yeah, I feel you on that. But in terms <laughs> of like drama, I could see them both. They're in the same, like they auditioned for similar. They did, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, but no, it's so funny. It's such a funny film to the point that I think I prefer Spy Who Shagged Me now in my old hey. age, which is the stupider movie, which is very funny. No, but I think you're right. I think that that was like a perfect, perfect assessment of the Austin Powers franchise, I suppose. The <laughs> one other thing I'll say about the first one though is, and this is a real like uh, – I don't know where to get it, and this might be a DMs to Mish thing uh, if you're not a creep um, before Mish goes and watches it because the first one, had the the edit is different. The American edit was a bit tighter than the international edit. Like okay. I think they must have just been like, oh, you've got to cut it tight, and then for the international release, I don't know the story behind it, but... Probably my favourite joke in the first film was actually just for the Australian or the international release. Oh, get out. So you know the bit how like whenever a henchman dies, it cuts to their family home? Yes. And they're like, uh, that's not in the American version and it's not in certain versions on streamers and stuff. So that that joke isn't in... um, But it's such a good joke. It's like I think the best joke of the movie. It's so funny. And I watched it like maybe a few years ago and I was like... Where's this joke? And that's where I found out. So I would say before you watch it, try and figure out how to get the international version, not the American version. And that is now why I'll get to my um, uh, last point before we talk about this YouTube video. (laughs) Um, I have decided to start collecting um, not DVDs but Blu-rays. Really? After 10, 15 years of not collecting DVDs. Yeah, what? I've decided to start getting Blu-rays because... Okay, boomer. <laughs> no, it's, it's um, because 
it's probably this podcast was a big part of inspiring it because I think it was, it's not so much this podcast as it was doing this podcast got me back on, on the path of loving films and got me back into like the idea of, of like not like just being like, I want to watch this film and I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? Like it got me into that like rhythm of searching out for a film, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. rather than just like scrolling through the streamer and going, what's good Mm -hmm. because of this now once a week, we find, well, you usually find a movie and then text me it. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, But we find the movie and then watch it. I'm in that habit now. So there'll just be a lot more instances now where I'll be like, I want to watch this movie. Or I'll watch something and I'll go, now I want to watch this. And and then it's I've realized that not only is it impossible to find on a streamer, it's also impossible to download because of some crazy rights thing. And 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 I think that that's happening more and more and mm. more. And streamers are becoming more and more powerful and like 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 uh they're only doing their own thing. That I was just like, I think if I like a movie and I can't find it, I'd much rather just own it physically Mm. so that then maybe I won't watch it again for another 10 years, but I have it. Mm -hmm. No, that's the point of collecting Blu-rays. Yeah, it's like then I have it and then if, if, um, like I don't know if I'm going to go crazy. I don't think I'm going to be like a big uh, movie boy with these big Blu-rays, but it's like. I just feel like like I really, really want to watch Heavenly Creatures again, you know. Um, I've not seen it and yeah. you have made me want to see that I film. can't fucking find it anywhere. And I haven't looked that hard, like, but I I really want to rewatch it and I can't find it. And then it's like, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just find a Blu-ray. That's like, I really want to see, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh. Like I've seen it. I've never seen that. I really want to watch I've it. I've seen it. Yeah. But you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. And I've been wanting to watch that for so long cuz I think when I say I was too young to watch it, I don't mean yeah. I just the themes were but I just I didn't really get it. I didn't really follow it. I didn't really, you know. I get that what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And now I really want to see it with big uh, big big boy eyes. Get the irony, get the yeah, like yeah. yeah. Well, I, and that's exactly it. And it's like if if I want to rewatch this film now mm. 10 years after I last watched it, Chances are in 10 years I'll want to watch it again. Yeah. And if it's been hard to find now, it might be hard to find in 10 years. So I may as well just have it. Yeah. So that's my thinking is like why not just spend $30 and then I own it and then I've got it. 100%. So I'm going to start collecting. I, I just bought the Andromeda Stain, which I've never seen. Strain. Uh, but like I'm just I'm going to start doing Blu-rays. I now. love that. Yeah. Um, We're going to go to an ad now. Yeah. But when we get back from the ad... Uh, both Zach and I are going to tell you um, another, a, a different oh, favourite warm milk. <laughs> oh, warm milk. What were you going to say? I was going to say, we're going to tell you two movies that we watched about 10 years ago that we want to rewatch. <laughs> that no, we we're going to do warm milk movies. I want to hear warm another milk warm milk movies. Movies. Okay. So a movie that is a warm milk movie to you and I will reveal... A different warm milk movie. Good. you got to reveal um, first. I, I need to think for a minute. So do I. But here's the ad. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jeez, I hope there was an ad just then. Yeah, same. It'll be a little awkward. I know. Sorry, Tom. Um, All right. So a warm milk movie for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to say a warm milk movie for me would be... The Breakfast Club. Good. The Breakfast Club is a warm milk movie. And is that partly because, like, the title alludes to milk? <laughs> no, it's because I know that when I do finally fall asleep. You have milk? Yeah, it's because um, I know that when I finally do fall asleep, I'm only eight hours away from being able to have a yummy breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got one, mm. and I'm showing my stripes here, showing my support. Mm. Uh, it's got to be Chef. Oh yeah, Chef is the warm milk movie. Is the 
It's my aeroplane movie. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's like the movie I love to watch when I'm like, because it just is just warm and easy and slippery. Mm. You just watch that movie like, mm, yum, 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 yum. And then he has his breakdown and you're like, oh, and then it's like, mm. Do you know what's another one? It's a food movie. Food movies are warm milk movies often. Yeah, yeah. Chocolat? I've, I've not seen that. Get out of town. I feel like it's got I got Alfred Molina in it. Actually, I feel like I have seen it because I have like very vivid memories of like uh, the lady and uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was a Romani and mm-hmm. the ladies in like the, the, it's a village and there's like the hills. There's a yeah. hilly area outside of the village. Mm-hmm. So I've got these like images. So I have seen it. It's a warm milk. Or it was on tally once. And I was, and I was around, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I don't remember it enough to say I've seen it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Let's do the blurb. Oh, sh- no. Alfred Molina was a grump and then he eats a chop. Yeah. And then a he's A grumpy happy. boy eats and a lot like, of And then he's like, oh, I love this chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. You can stay. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I didn't know the chocolate would make me so horny. <laughs> yeah, I've seen chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. We are now, here's my blurb. So that earlier spoiler warning, get ready. (laughs) This week we watched John Leguizamo breaks down his most iconic role slash GQ, which is a video on the GQ YouTube channel. In the video, which was uploaded to YouTube on the 18th of April, 2023, John discusses his most iconic roles before briefly talking about his role in The Power, which is too recent to determine if it will be iconic, but presumably he was doing the video in order to promote it. John teaches us lots of fun facts about his most iconic roles, such as the fact that Rowan Atkinson had already been cast as Toulouse-Lautrec in in Moulin Rouge. Before John snatched it away, and that Summer of Sam, a movie that I slept through, is his favorite. Is the favorite of his films. John plays the part of John Leguizamo, an underrated actor who is on the promotional tour for his new Amazon Prime show, <laughs> The Power. The Power. So many fun facts in this, though. Ah, uh, just jam packed. I've got to do quick shout out to all the listeners that sent this to us when it first came out. Mm. So many, and we and do... I think you even said on a podcast yeah. recently where you're like, "We're not going to fucking watch this thing because it's." No, I didn't. <laughs> oh no, you were talking about like um, premieres, like after the Hollywood, uh, after the Planet Hollywood. Oh, you're like yeah. we can't watch every single yes, that's uh, right. like video of him at a premiere. Yeah, one hundred percent, we can't do that. But we chose to watch this one. Yeah. I'm glad that we did. I, I definitely watched it when it first came out, assuming that we would never do an episode on it. Ah, and yet here we are. Here we are. Um, but so many fun facts. Like I find that like when we did that um, family tree one, a lot of the facts I knew, like mm. the, not the ones about his like, you know, grandfather and mm. like, you know, his great, great, great grandmother and stuff, but all the stuff about his life. Mm. I already knew. This had a bunch of stuff in it that I didn't know about. And he's really like uh, saying the names. That's what I love is he was like, Benicio Del Toro was up for this. Well, in two different films. So he nearly lost two roles to to Benicio Del Toro. Who did he lose nearly? Both the Baz Luhrmann ones. Oh, really? Yeah. No, wait, Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. No, it it was, um, he was going, Carlito's Way, Carlito's Way and Moulin Rouge. I mean, fuck me, fuck. Romeo and Juliet and Carlito's Way, he nearly lost to Benicio Del Toro. And then he lost, and then he lost, Mm. or he turned down um, thingy. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, to Antonio Banderas. But then he did uh, To Wong Fu. Super Mario Brothers. No, I know, but I was talking more about LGBTQI. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Um, he, he is really good interview. Um, I love, I love that fact. I love that fact about Rowan Atkinson. Mm. Um, and I love, I love, do you know my favorite bit in the whole video mm. is, uh, I'm going to skip ahead right I now. I have a favorite bit too. My favorite bit is when he's talking about the power, when he's describing the power. Yeah. Um, it's the most actor thing I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, yeah. So it's like an organ and they go zippy zippy zippy. <laughs> 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 like he's got this, it's got the vibe. <sighs> not of a, not of a, like a star on a promotional tour. Yeah. But of like an actor talking to another actor about their latest job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I got this show. It's like. 
There's like that, um, the get like it's like a sci-fi, but it's like more real. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he describes, and I love it. It's I so love good. it. Um, my favorite bit in this whole thing is so specific. Yeah. But I loved it. I I when I heard it, I stopped, I rewound, and I listened to it again three, four times. So before, so the way it's kind of set out is he goes, "Hi, I'm John Leguizamo, and these are some of my iconic films." And he for the most part, goes chronologically, right? Yeah. And so the first thing he shows us is him doing, oh, my God, what's the first one that he showed us of him doing? Not Carlito's Way. Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. And then there was Carlito's Way and blah, blah, blah. And he's, um, it's like uh, Carlito's Way and it will show like Carlito's Way written across and it's John Leguizamo. It's very Lugazamo YouTube, like very saying Carlito's YouTube. Way. They love this like doom de doom yeah, so doom, doom, doom. <laughs> they done they done um, Super Mario Brothers, Carlitos Away, and then they done um, Tu Wong Fu, and then the next one was Spawn. Right, and I reckon my guess is that John sat down for the interview and then uh, was given each one that he was to talk about. And then he got given Spawn, and he was like, "You really want me to talk? This is the iconic one you want me to talk about? Like happy to." But the way he introduces Spawn, like the way he says Spawn, is like he's laughing beforehand. He's like, <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> like this kind of like, <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. It was just like you could just tell he's just like, all right, well, in my head, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, because it is iconic. Spawn is iconic. Spawn is a pretty, and like that, that but like I clown think, role. But it's also like quite famously not a great film. Yeah. And my guess is is that John is just like, well, we can talk about this movie that's not great because it's iconic. But it's also loved. I think people there are people out there. It's that got love a it's I, I think it's got a cult following. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's um, a kooky movie. I want to rewatch it. I don't. It, <laughs> that's you not know what? It was on a my list of when he goes into his big CGI CGI mm. hell. There's that something to um uh, mid 90s Above their station CGI, like like, it's not ready for what you think it's capable of doing CGI. Yeah, do you remember all the cape stuff they did in Spawn that was just fucked? Oh like, yeah, the cape would just go through lamps and stuff. I I'm like here for that shit, and I really want to like bring that back. Like I want to bring back like deliberately mm. funky CGI. Yeah. Like I think that would be such a it's a and people are doing it, but it's such a fun aesthetic. Like yeah. fuck CGI. <laughs> so that's it's him going to hell. But that character's so upsetting. Mm. It's so, he's so grotesque. Yeah. That look that isn't one of the ones that I would revisit in a quick heartbeat. No, no, it's not my um it's not my most iconic John Lee role. The movie this got me the most excited to watch again. Or to watch, I should say, as two of them, uh, was Moulin Rouge, obviously. I've seen it a hundred times, but I certainly haven't watched it since we started doing this pod. Hmm. And fuck, he's good in that. And I have never seen Carlito's Way. Do you want to hear, can I do a little disclosure here? Mm -hmm. And I think this might make you a little grumpy, Mish. Mm -hmm. But I skipped the Carlito's Way bit on this video. Why? Because I was like... I don't actually know much about Carlito's way. And he started talking about it. And I was like, I, I was like, I don't, I don't want to know. Oh, really? I was like, oh, and, and that's, and it's bad because we'd already picked the thing. And I was like, oh, I can't. I was like, I, I, I just had this moment where I'm like, it's really like, cause that's a loved movie. Yeah. Like Alexi Toliopoulos, whether he'll, he'll be free or not, but. That's the one he's me made after uh, after we did the pod with him. He's like, "Can you? Can I do Carlitos Away with you?" And it's loved. A lot of people bring it up, and and as he started talking about it, I was like, "It's pretty rare for a movie to be that loved and that iconic, and for me to know very, 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 very little about it. Like, I really don't know." the plot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's about. And I was like, I think I'm just, and I, I had like a moment, I freezed it. And I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? And then I was like going to message him and be like, we can't do this. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I'm just going to skip it because, right. because I was like, I, I, I really want to just like, uh, I, look, I, I don't know. Watch it fresh. I know that it's one of when, when I told my mum I was doing a podcast on John Leguizamo, uh, her response was, who's that? And then I showed her and she went, oh, oh, that's Chi-Chi Rodriguez and the guy from Carlito's Way. I, my biggest memory of so, Carlito's Way is when he did that live. 
And remember when he did that live and he didn't know that he wasn't meant to invite yeah, yeah, every yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was him and four people, like three people doing an Instagram live together. Yeah. I was like, who are these people? They must be his friends. And then at one point, I've talked about this on the pod a lot, this guy walks up to his mum and he's like, mum, mum, look, Carlito's way. <laughs> mums love Carlito's way, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. I have a feeling that mums love that film. Um, because my mum, that's my mum's favourite John I'm Leguizamo so intrig- film. I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about it either. I know who's in it. And now after watching this, because I didn't skip. Yeah, because you've um, got integrity. Yeah, but I didn't learn anything about the film, like what it's about. I just learned his process. He said, and I. Oh, no, but I don't oh, want to yeah. know. Fuck it. Well, how am I meant to discuss this with our people? If I had not brought up Carlito's Way, I could have navigated this conversation and we would never would I brought have up Carlito's Way. I said the two I'm most excited to see now are Mulan Ridge and Carlito's Way. Oh, okay. If you're not going to give it away, that's okay. I just was scared he well, would Well, no, be I'm like, about to tell you. No, I won't say. I won't say. No, I no, no. You can say about process or whatever. I was just, I just got really scared that he would be, that A, they would play iconic footage. And there'd be and, a twist. And, and, and uh, that was what I was super scared about was that they would be like, uh, he would be like, and when that twist mm. happened and it's like, it's such an old film now yeah. that I thought they're going to feel very comfortable giving away the twist. We've got to find out when Alexi's here next. And we'll try and tee it up or we'll just go to Sydney and bloody do it with Alexi. Next in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne. Melbourne. In Melbourne. Hey, we live in Melbourne. I'd love a cafe latte. <laughs> hey, Alexi, are you coming to Melbourne? Because you could come on our podcast Maybe. and we could have some soy lattes. Maybe you could come. We could go to Ligon Street, get a couple of capuchoses <laughs> and have a, a cafe latte. <laughs> Hey, Alexi, if you want to try and get to our podcast studio, maybe catch a tram. Maybe you could catch a tram and maybe we could um, go down, maybe we could go down to the CBD. Hey, Alexi, I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe stay in the Docklands. Yeah, we could get on that Melbourne Eye, get a little look at the Docklands. And then we could discuss Carlito's way at our podcast in Melbourne. Maybe we could go to Chapel Street with our hipster friends and go to Sports Girl at Chapel Street. Hey, Alexi, I don't know if when you're here you need to get some fresh kicks, but maybe go do it at Northland Shopping Centre in Melbourne. Hey, Alexi, I was thinking maybe after uh, you could come down to Melbourne and after the after the um, podcast we could go to Westfield. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this, Alexi, but have you heard of bakeries? We've got them in St Kilda. Let's go. Hey, Alexi, I was thinking, yeah, we head, head down to Port Melbourne, go to the beach. There's nothing more beautiful than the Port Melbourne beach. And while we're there, we could get on the spirit of Tasmania and go down to Hobart. Get on it quick before it goes to Geelong. <laughs> that was a good bit, Mish. I really had a lot of fun with you, my friend. <laughs> Could please send that sound bit to Alexi. That'd be great. That'll make him want to come on this fucking podcast. Yeah, that's, a, that's our invite to Alexi. <laughs> that's something never. We're not actually ever going to officially ask him. That is the invite. If he gets it and responds with "I'd like to," great. No, I mean that. We are never going to contact Alexi about seeing Carlito's way. He has to somehow find this. Yeah, <laughs> Alexi, if you're listening, man, you <laughs> found <obviously>. it. <laughs> Uh, and no you're one welcome on to each other's podcast. No, that's true, isn't I it? I haven't listened to a podcast since yes. I listened to a podcast yesterday. Me? I did. I listened to a podcast. So did I actually. But um, I listened to an episode of. I was on a podcast. Oh, a few days ago. I didn't Congrats. listen to that one. I don't like. I used to listen to myself back on podcasts. Um, podcasts when I only did them very rarely, and I was like, but now I do them all the time, babe. <sighs> No, I have a favourite though. Like, can, like we can do a shout out to a podcast, can't we? Why? Well, yeah, we already course. have. He was on the show like a month ago. Um, who knew it with Matt Stewart? I've now done twice. Ah, oh, fun! I won the last one. Congrats! Thanks. Um, I love that podcast. I want to do it again. I think. I think. I. I'm really bad at checking messages. So I want Matt. I don't Stewart. want anyone thinking, "Oh, Matt's invited mission, not me." I'm sure he has, and I've just got a message. Somewhere. But also, I have a lot more free time than you do. But um, I I want. One of my dreams, like I go bed, go to bed dreaming, like hoping, is that we'll get a call from Matt Stewart. Do you want to co-host with me? Oh, Do this wow. with me? That's yeah, my dream. Beautiful. I wish it was up. Or just he gives it to us. Gives us the podcast. Give us your podcast. <laughs> give us, Matt, don't be. A... Let's just do it. Let's just do his podcast. <laughs> Who knew it with Mission Zach? <laughs> just like give it a different name. 
Like, let's talk. It's similar to a board game. Let's just like go to that board game yeah. company and go. We'd love to do the official podcast of your board game. <laughs> just fuck it, and then sue him. And then sue him. We love your podcast so, so much. much. We're gonna fucking we're take gonna it. go. We're and bringing we're gonna you down. Claim, and then we're gonna like fight, like go, like claim that the podcast, like <laughs> say that the podcast was established in uh, the year of the board game. Oh my god, we're just, we love. We're your, the original. Hey Matt, if you're listening, <laughs> Matt, we love your podcast so much that we're gonna bring you the fuck down. <laughs> we are bringing you down. Cunt. We are going to orchestrate. <laughs> A fucking campaign where we, in the public eye, were the original podcast. (laughs) Not only, not only will we copy you, we will copy you. We will ruin your fucking life. Ruin you. (laughs) And the perception will be that it was our podcast first. So not only are we going to ruin your career, but your reputation will be in tatters. But that, but but no, it's from a place of respect. It's because we love. We, had we so love much the pun. <laughs> if you get a chance, have a listen to Matt's podcast when we were on it. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, no, I love doing pods. But no, you were going to say about Carlito's way. I, I, I trust you not to ruin it in the way that I was worried it might ruin it. So please, please. Um, he just he said that he learnt how to do. Uh, he learnt more from the director of Carlito's Way on how to be an actor f- on screen nice. than he did from any other director he's ever had. Wow. I believe those were what, that's what he said. Oh, that's so, so cool. So that's the most I'll give you from Yeah, that. cool. And he's wearing a cool suit. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. But that's very a famous cool. image from the movie. I'm hoping you've seen that. I've seen the cover. Yeah. I've seen the poster. Okay. But um, I always get it. Um, well, Alexi, we're clearly wanting to watch Carlito's Way. So. I think it's time. Let's uh, get in touch with Alexi. We haven't done one of the big films in ages. No, we haven't. No, you're absolutely right, Mish. We haven't done a big one in ages. Um, what else? I, I, I had a, a really nice time watching this video, revisiting some of the good ones. I, mm. I really enjoyed watching clips from Romeo and Juliet. I oh, really enjoyed yeah. uh, watching. There were certain ones I want to rewatch. Uh, which is pretty cool. Having done this podcast now for 160 weeks, it's um, pretty cool that there are like ones I want to watch in my free time. Oh, absolutely! There, are, I, I'm really keen to rewatch Whispers in the Dark, which we did with Redown, like episode four mm. or something five. I really want to rewatch that. But do you know what? Like, I was thinking we've been doing this for so long now. Like, honestly, nearly three years. Like movies that I forgot we watched. Like. Because I'm now trying to like find things, you know what mm. I mean? That move. The, I think we're ready for a series soon. We're gonna have to be because like that's almost all we've got left. Yeah, we've yeah. almost done all of his films. Truthfully, yeah. we've almost done all of his movies. But um, like a pyromaniac's love story. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was with the Baldwin brother. <laughs> yeah, and like there's just so many, so many out there that we watched that I just. El El two years ago we did El Paseo two. That, that was one, the one in Spanish. With a family holiday. Do you remember I that? I liked that one. Yeah. That was kooky. Because we watched it without subtitles. Yeah, because we couldn't find one with them. Because so I was the other week, I was trying to find a Blu-ray of, because um, now I'm, I'm Blu-ray boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find a Blu-ray of um, Bay of Blood, which okay. is a uh, Italian horror film, slasher film, from the 70s, I believe, which inspired Friday the 13th. Oh. Um, and when I say inspired, apparently there are like two kills in Friday the 13th. Like the two best parts of Friday the 13th mm. are just like direct rip-offs of this Italian Oh, film. my God. The uh, cover of Bay of Blood is full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, look, I, I I don't like Friday the 13th, but there's like... I'm Un ne- film de Mario Bava. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't like Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm 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 uh, in the process of watching them all mm, on my I... social media, and I hate them. Yeah. Um. And and it, but like, there's a part of me that's like, I'd love to just at least go and watch this film that inspired it. I'm more. Mm. It, it makes me want to watch it more because it's like mm. I'm be intrigued to see something. But I'm really not a fan of Friday the Thirteenth, which is very interesting to me that you're not because I am. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't, like, my favourite, of the Halloween, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street is the best, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Followed by Halloween yeah. and then Friday the 13th. But that d- um, does not mean I dislike, I've not seen anything beyond the first one. 
But I really liked the first one. I was like, this is... Vi- when like- did you watch it? Two years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, ago. maybe if you got a soft spot for it. It was during lockdowns. So Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's cool. I'm like, I'm here for that. Because mm. I thought maybe... Like, I was like, if you watched it when you were a teenager and... No, see, Nightmare on Elm Street to me still holds up. Yeah. Like... That is just a very good horror film. Nightmare it's... on Elm Street. This is what I think. I think uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is... Do you prefer it to Halloween? I, I haven't watched Halloween in a while. I have to rewatch Halloween. Mm. Probably. Probably. I think there's a visual inventiveness. <gasps> Can we and... rewatch all the Halloweens together? Yeah, Would yeah. you do that with me? Yeah, for you fun. You keep doing yeah. all this fun stuff without me. We'll just, uh, just do it. We'll just yeah, do but, it. No, but we say that, but then one night on Tuesday night you just be like, I'm watching Halloween. I'm like... Well, you could have told me, can't you? Could have, we could have organised that last night. And both of us are sitting. Well, uh, says Miss watching Ginger Snaps without me. Ginger Snaps. <laughs> no, you didn't watch Ginger Snaps. I, I would though. That's a good one to add to my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm currently watching a bunch of like campy horror films. You're, you're doing a. You're, I'm doing an 80s horror thing at the moment. 90s, you're doing 90s, a, early noughties. Yeah. You're doing an early noughties horror thing. Mm. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I. That's true. We're both doing the same thing, but different eras. Different eras. But really, different... that that to me is actually such a good representation of you and me, and how we're very, very similar, but also quite different. Just a bit different. Yeah. But no, I um, I love uh, I love no, but I I'm really ready for an early two thousands phase. I that's a gap. Like it's not a gap. It's just something I haven't watched in a while, and I just want to get through some of those. I am enjoying myself. So about once a week, I watch one. So like, I just have a night to myself. Stanley and I watch a campy late nineties, early noughties. It tends to be yeah, like yeah. the bridge. Uh, you know, horror film. And fuck, man, I mean, it's so nice. They're so good. I want to watch oh, I've got to watch the. Wax. I've got to watch. I've watched that. And I want to watch Ghost Ship. Those are the two. The Faculty. Very... <gasps> faculty I love. I, so the Faculty. Faculty's the same writer as um, Scream. Yeah. yeah they, I and knew that. the same director as. Uh, Everyone is on me to watch it, but I've seen it yeah. so many times. It was one of my favourite movies growing yeah, yeah. up. I loved it. It was one of the horror films I loved before I loved horror the yeah. way I do. And do you know why you love it? Because it's a sci-fi. Zach. It is, mate. It is. I know it is, but it's not like a traditional sci-fi. It's not no, like it's not. No, a... it's, it's like uh, all those other sci-fis you love. <laughs> all right, cunt, let's do our Leguistamos. No, no I'm done. On. I'm done. Come on. I'm done. It's about, it is, I think, the faculty. There is a difference between Star Wars and the faculty. Yeah. And the, whatever that difference is, I don't know. Well, you say I don't like that kind. Well, and also Star Wars is a fantasy. My- <laughs> oh. No, that's not true. Star Wars is a fantasy sci-fi. Faculty is a horror sci-fi. Genres. Okay. Sci-fi is like a sci-fi, like all genres, but sci-fi is like. But uh, see, like I watched Alien and I liked it, but I did not love it because mm. it was too sci-fi-y. Yeah, I get that. Right? The faculty has Josh Hartnett in it. Yeah. No, and I, I'm a big fan of sci-fi that kind of comes out of our world. Mm. That's why you've got to watch Arrival and you've got to watch Contact. Everyone tells me to watch Arrival. I will watch Arrival. And Contact But as Faculty well. is next because I'm ready to re-watch it again. And, um, hey, man, the people want it. So that's no, what the, watch the people are going to No, yeah. but just to come back to Friday the 13th, um, uh, I, I, I'm trying to articulate it right. The th- I would say you should watch the third, fourth one. Fourth Do one. I have to watch the second and third? Um, oh, no. Nah. Because when I was, I watched your reviews. Yeah. Right. The fourth one seemed like the most mish. Well, it's, it, it feels like the <clears throat> uh, most inspiring to, but if you like the first one, I think you'll like the other ones. Because hmm. I just find that, I've said it, I just think there's no tension in the first one. It, it's just like... People, they're fine until they die. They don't know there's anything wrong. None of them know there's anything wrong. But that's the tension. The audience has the tension of knowing something's fucking... And this is what's really interesting, right? Like the whole scene in the car at the start. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's That's a pretty wonderful... I love that. To me, that's iconic. Yeah. I think that what I I think I... um, There are parts of it that are growing on me. But it's really interesting, right, because I thought the first one I... That my biggest criticism was that, is that there's no tension. And then the fourth one, 
there are more moments where characters are aware that something's wrong. They'll have these like little moments where they'll go, oh, that's odd. Mm. Their bike is still here. And then they'll go on, but they're like, that's a bit odd. And then like there's that kind of, they don't, or they're like, that's odd that mum hasn't come back to the house. Mm. And it's like those little moments where it's like, it's not like they know something's terribly wrong, but they're just like, something's off. Mm. And I think that's a really important part of the genre. But I will say there are also other moments in the film, in the fourth one, where characters don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. There's There's like a drunk character sitting and watching a film. It's literally the same scene as screen, Mm -hmm. but he's watching a silent film, right? A silent porno film, but it's the same scene as, you know, in screen when he's watching, Mm -hmm. like it's clearly a reference and people are dying around the house while he's just like chilling, drinking. It's exactly the same scene as scream. Um, and that's really good. And it's like, it's funny because I hate that in all the other movies, but I love it in this. And I think there's just, and I can't even place what it is. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, that makes you think, mm. why is it? And I think there's just like a dramatic irony. It's what you're talking about mm. that you liked in the first. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it enough, whereas I feel it in other ones. I love oh, it Okay, in that's screen. interesting. Yeah, because I always think that's, that's a really interesting element of the Friday the 13th is that the audience knows something that the characters don't. And the tension comes from us and the villain. Yeah, and the relationship we have with the villain that the that other characters don't—that to me is like a good is a, thing such about an it. interesting relationship to have. Uh, yeah. with a, like you're almost complicit in like it gives that kind of complexity or that kind of well, yeah, just we like, know. Don't overthink it, Zach. It's Friday the Thirteenth, but yeah, like it's that. almost like the opposite of a twist. But yeah. it has a similar kind of like I don't know. I enjoy it. It's not it's not my favorite, yeah. but I, I enjoyed it. I liked that element of it yeah. because you don't get that a lot. A lot of it's like who's the killer? Where's the killer? Where with the protagonist? Yeah. Whereas in this one, we're with the villain. We know that they're out there. But I just think like um, I think Halloween does it better. I think what it is with me with Friday the Thirteenth. Fuck is Halloween's good too. Halloween does it better. Scream does it better. Mm. Uh, even though Nightmare on Elm Street is a completely different kind of film. Mm. Like, it's just like, for me, there are just films that do it better than Nightmare. Yeah, fair. So I, I agree with Friday you. The 13th. I agree with you, but I still like Friday the 13th. Not so much, like, I would sit down and watch all the Halloweens. The Friday the 13th I would be fun to have done with you, my friend. Mm. But I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. I'm going to do all the zombie ones, all the Romero oh, films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that with you. I really, really want to rewatch them. Okay. All right, Mish. That could be a side proj. Well, um, you can just do it. Are you just talking about you watch it on stories? Sorry? Are yeah. you just saying you watch it and Yeah, but maybe once on a story? week you and I can get together and do it together. But also we could just do it simultaneously and be like, Mish has given her thoughts and we can like respond to each other and stuff. Like we could watch it at home on the same night, do our little stories and like both well, be watching it. Well, you could come over and we could have some uh, pasta. I pause it too much. I, you'll hate it because I, no, I, I would love to come to your house, eat pasta and watch a movie, 100%. But if I have to do stories as well, I have to keep pausing it I to write my little stories and, and you'll, you'll want to kill me. I do pause. rewind sometimes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, my Leguistamo for this uh, is five. <laughs> for the YouTube video that, <laughs> for the YouTube Bam. video we just watched because it's John Leguizamo. In my opinion, at some like I've, we've watched a lot of John Leguizamo interviews for the pod and not for the pod, or I have certainly. This seemed to me to be some of his most comfortable interview work. Mm, mm. Um, and I think he had a tremendous joy in talking about his films. I think he was genuinely quite happy. It was John Leguizamo talking about John Leguizamo and that's pretty Leguizamo-y. Mish, that's a good score. Mm. He's, he's my uh, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting between a four and a half and a five. Okay. And I'll tell you why I might land on the four and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think the power is one of his most iconic roles. Mm -hmm. I also think it lacked chef. It lacked. Look, I'm not lying. It did have some, there were things in there that were, there were things missing. Uh, And I think it, it, it didn't pay. I worry that it didn't pay enough of a respect to late career. It was very baby legs. It was very uh, sexy Luigi era. Mm-hmm. I, I I worry that it was that it didn't pay respect to the Dad Guzamo. To the Dad Guzamo, was there any Dad Guzamo? Oh, John Wick, mm. John Wick, Dad Guzamo, the power. Yeah, that, yeah. I hear what you're saying. It wasn't the spread I would have given him. If GQ had hired us, 
which they really should have. They should have. I mean, admittedly. we would have given them that. We would have given them the sickest fucking list. And you gotta go big. And we would have like, surprised him. We would have been. What about El Paso? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine throwing that yeah. at him. Hey, cunt, what about uh, what about Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, motherfucker? You thought you were going to get the first one, motherfucker. Nope. <laughs> what I about love- this? Frogs for snakes, cunt. Remember that uh, little fucking film? Remember that motherfucker? <laughs> little, that little black, what about that little black and white vampire <laughs> flick you did, bro? Um, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to give it five. You know what that means? It's a Leguizamarama. You could have picked any of his movies and it still would have been a five, as I thought. Of course. Is this uh, him talking about his movies? Yeah. That's Leguizamo is fucked. How, how, how more Leguizamo can you be? It's Leguizamo mm. and the topic is Leguizamo. And also, just to get, um, before we wrap up, I just want to get people excited for our next episode. Um, for true, I'm not going to give it away. But true Leguizamarama fans, you know something happens every 50 eps. <gasps> and next week's a Hanji Fitty. Wow. It's the Legogies. It's the, all right. We can, we'll talk and we'll discuss the I title. didn't want to give it away either, but I thought this was my opportunity to um, advance the cause of the Legogies day. Yeah, fair call. Um, so just be prepared that that's coming next week. And we do love doing uh, Leguizaria's Legogies moments. So. Ah, Yes. I've got her to a slash. Yeah, but also we did end up giving it away. So. <laughs> but I got you to a slash. Yeah, we're at slash. Well, let us know what you think the episode will be next week. Yeah, Leguizarias or Legogis? Leg- we'll have probably recorded it by the time you start into Oh, maybe not. Yeah, throw, throw it in. Throw in your votes. What, yeah. If you think we should call it Leguizarias. Yeah, been done, happened, you got it. You, you've heard. Like, or the Aris. super cool Legogis. <laughs> yeah, well, Mish said it. Mish, said, Mish, who is not even in the Legogis camp, said it was super cool, so come on. Um, all right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Go watch this video. It's lots of fun. Follow Mish Witchrup, at Mish Witchrup. She's talking about... Um, she get, she's about to watch The Faculty again. And follow Zachary Wayne, who will watch another one of the fucking Friday the 13th I'm going to watch films. another five, Mish. Yeah, that's fucking, fucking kill me. full on. Um, can, Tom, can you, what can Tom play? Tom, can you play a horror-esque theme, a piece of horror-esque music that you have composed mm. um, and can evokes, you, say, you know, 80s horror, early 2000s horror. And over the top of the music, can you just say scary words? So like spooky and vampire. Ghoul. Oh, ghoul's a good one. If you could get ghoul in there, Tom. Witch. Um, ghosts. Yeah. Um, you get the theme. You get it, Tom. Um, bye, guys. Chat to you next week at mm-hmm. the what's well, probably going to be called. No, it's up to you, Mish. All right. <laughs> Dread, fright, ghost, eerie, creepy, dismay, panic, gothic fiction, zombie, ghastly, vampire, nightmare. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.